Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Clone Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morhan. And as always, we have with us EPE. On today's episode 157, we'll be getting into Pop Culture Pick'em Top 5 Drinking Games. We'll be discussing the World Cup and getting into the quarterfinals and projecting forward into the semis and the finals. And we'll wrap it up with... And still does not know. Yo, communion with E is on one episode. Pop culture pickup is on the other episode. <laughs> it's godly. All right, I want to open today's show. Well, first of all, let me check in with you. How are you doing this evening, Nick? I'm doing good, dude. Um, moved into a new place. Uh, got 200 more square feet for $200 less a month. Got a new dog. How much Russian dick did you suck for that? Oh, uh, loads. All right. Smart man. Got a new dog, right? Got a new dog. English Mastiff. His name is Kane. Uh, For those of you who don't know what an English Mastiff is, (laughs) Kane's father is 256 pounds. Kane's mother is 210 pounds. I know some of the people that listen to this podcast, and I know that that's bigger than most of you. <laughs> I will say this. Nick just bragged about the 200 square feet he got, but he actually lost 400 square feet with the purchase of the dog. So he's still negative. Yeah. I I love it. It's like, it's like, buying, uh, it's like buying clothes and stuff for a kid that you know is going to grow out of. Like I'm buying beds and I'm buying like big cages knowing that in six months, it's going to be useless. People are like, oh, when you take him out in the cold, he's freezing. You should buy him a rain jacket. Why? So in two weeks, I can buy him the next size up of rain jacket? Yeah, don't do that. They're, he's they're a dog. dogs. They're, he's a dog. They are fine. I, everyone who says that just blows my mind. I assume you bought it. He's freezing. I assume you bought a cage that's going to fit a 260-pound Mastiff, right? you got to specialty order them. Listen, I, I, I'll, I'll give a shout-out right now. I've had Mastiffs growing up, but the real hero is Mark Morhan in this, pod, in, in this because I was just there as a kid to, like, love on the Mastiff and, like, make, like... I, realizing now that, like, in 2023, almost 2023, you have to specialty order a cage for a Mastiff. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to order this cage. I'm going to make it longer and taller, but it's just the right height that you can make it into a bar. So what do you guys think about this idea? I'm going to turn his kennel into a bar so that you, he can enter from one area of it. But then when we're not using it, it's just going to be a bar on wheels. I don't hate it. So it's going to have like bar storage behind it. It's going to have like a flat top for making drinks. Are you gonna I only, it? I say I only like it if you train them to bring you beers. Can do that. Yep. You got to name it Bar Mastiff. Ooh, it's a good English pub. <laughs> oh boy! How are you doing this evening, Eric? Uh, doing good. It doesn't fucking matter. All right, I've got a big time yeah. question for you. <laughs> we haven't done that one in a while. All right, Eric, you first. Are you ready? You're in the mm-hmm. hot seat. 
If you were randomly dropped into a pro sporting event with your entire country's hopes and dreams on the line, <laughs> what would you want to attempt most? There is there is four options. All right. He fails at every single one. A free a free throw? Okay. A penalty kick? Okay. A 25-yard field goal? Okay. Or a 6-foot putt? Well, the putt's out for sure. I don't. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go with penalty kick. I can do better than Spain did. I know that, so I'm gonna go penalty kick. You gotta love how Spain did so poorly. Nobody's talking about Japan. <laughs> people are people are praising them even, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> All right, so you're going a penalty kick. Yeah. Okay. Now, wait. What were the choices again? You'll have your turn. Okay. So you're going to penalty kick. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're kicking for France, right? Let's say the U.S. But yeah, okay. You, what? I'm a, I'm I'm a U.S. citizen, bro. That's, that takes priority over anything else. If I'm going to represent oh! my country, it's going to be the United States of America. Yeah. Oh my God. Team, he had his but... pick of the gamut, and he chose and he chose the United States. What a fucking bum! The way he beats in his chest about France and all these group Listen, chats. That's my heritage. I love my heritage. I love that my mom's French. I love that my family's French. But I am a U.S. born citizen. This is my country. I love this country. Let's never get that twisted. Did you like when my family visited you in the early forties? Hey. That was did a you good like trip, when, right? <laughs> did you like when uh, my actual country visited in the 40s, bro? Yeah. No, he did not. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. What, so what my kind country, of question is that? Not my family's country, my country. When the no, United I know. States... I, didn't like, I didn't like that at all. That's yeah, why yeah. I said he didn't like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I like know that what country you just said. Good. We just went on this whole thing about how you're always beating, right. puffing up about France. All right. So you're kicking for U.S. Mm-hmm. And the goalie is uh, the best English Premier League goalie, according to Eric. Uh-huh. What is his name? Casper von Schmeichel? It's, it's Schmeichel. Yeah, let's go. Keep it pushing. What's his first name? Oh, uh, Schmeichel Schmeichel? I have no idea. Michael Schmeichel? Yeah, dude. Bro, honestly, that's what you should. They should have named him. That's hysterical. <laughs> All right, so you think you can get it past Schmeichel? There's um, no chance, dude. I mean, yeah, because he, like, dude, he's never seen me There's kick a penalty no kick. Chance. He has no idea which way I'm going, baby. I got There's the element no of surprise chance. on this motherfucker, dude. I got yeah, it. You might, yeah, you might roll it by him after he dives one. <laughs> yeah, Eric slow rolls in one nah. straight down the middle, dude. No, nah, I'm not saying, like, it's guaranteed to go in, but I actually think I could score a penalty on a world-class keeper. Just Wapka. On a world-class keeper. You said the best oh, keeper in the Premier League. Dog. No, no, no. That's not the best keeper. You said that's the best keeper. Let's clarify who said it, when, and how. I was being you a troll. You said Schmeichel. I was being a troll. Because I really uh, wanted to say Mendy and Loris, but I was going to be trolling. <laughs> you would be so wrong. <laughs> All right, Nick. Eric took penalty kick. Does that mean so, it's off the board for me? It is off the board. I will give you a fourth option. Okay. If you were randomly dropped into a pro sporting event with your entire country's hopes and dreams on the line, what would you most want to attempt? A free throw? A penalty shot on in hockey? Oh, pass. A 25-yard field goal? 
or a six foot putt? Uh, dude, I'm smashing in that 25 yard field goal. You'd go with 25 I'm, yard field goal. I'm smashing it in. Really? Just all like, day automatic. This is, this is to win the Super Bowl, right? It this, says your country's hopes and dreams. So imagine there was a world cup okay. for football. Well, but yes. Okay. I, 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 I will adjust it. This is to win a Super Bowl for the Carolina Panthers. I'm smashing it in. I'm smashing it in. It's it's not even a chance. Twenty five yard field goal. All right. Yeah. Nobody took free throw. That I was just gonna bring that up. Like with our background in basketball, like the fact that I played that more recently, and I was actually pretty good at free throws. I probably should have picked that. Plus, there's no defense on that shit. Instead, he's like out of Instead, he's he's doming up Schmeichel for the USA, bro. Bagging Casper Schmeichel. Bro, one of the all greatest, day. one of the greatest goalkeepers, maybe of all time. <laughs> no, no, that's his father. We were talking about his son. Right, his son's a gangster too. Michael bro. Schmeichel. Michael Schmeichel. Talking about right. not Michael Schmeichel. Michael Actually, Michael. Eric, aren't you the EP? Are you? Have you looked up his name yet? <laughs> I thought we were running with Michael this whole time. Uh, dude. His father's name is is Peter Schmeichel. Yes, but what is okay? We know who the father's. His Casper name is Michael. Casper. Yeah. Casper, Casper with okay. a K. Oh, I think I did. I say I said you that. Did say Casper. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said Casper Vaughn. <laughs> Casper Von Schmeichel, dude. He's a baron. <laughs> he's a baron all of a sudden. He saves me case with high glass. Hey, you're welcome on the uh the promotion, sir. Yeah. I think uh, I think I could hit a 25 yard field goal too, though. You didn't get. You didn't choose that option, though. I know. I'm just saying. I'm thinking That's about it. That's the like, easiest one, dude. Even if you tow it, it's going. What are you talking in. about the 25. That's not the easiest goal? one, in my opinion. I think the free one. throw is the easiest one because everybody no, can a, just do this. A free throw and a putt is so much easier. A, a putt, six no, foot putt. Have you no, yes. dude. dude yeah, I I'm hit, good I, at putting. I can't hit six putting. foot putts on my municipal golf course. There's no way. Like I'm very Ryder good Cup, at putting for the Ryder Cup. I would not. I would miss that. Oh, too. to sink fucking no good teeth having ass England. Absolutely, I'm sinking that six well, foot putt, bro. Technically, the Ryder Cup is all of Europe, but yeah, but it, I like bagging on England. Fuck England, yeah. Fucking bums. See you Saturday, bitches. <laughs> Alele blue. All right, so. Today's pop culture pick is top five drinking games. This should be relatively easy for the alcoholics in this group, so I'm going to be shit out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, wow, no reaction, huh? All right, the order we're picking in today, Eric has first, Nick has second, and I have last. Eric, go ahead and get us with your first choice, which should be blatantly obvious. Uh, well, I mean, it's the game we all started drinking on. Um, some of the greatest nights of my life, some of the worst nights of my life. So I'm gonna go with beer pong. Oh, beer pong. I played the wrong game then. <laughs> I'm gonna follow up Eric's with Edward Forty Hands. Oh, not a fun <sighs> game. That's not a fun game. It's a test of wills. Oh, the first time I played it, not only did I have to have that, I have both these fucking forties in my hands. My brother used an entire roll of duct tape on my hands. As is tradition. Oh, it's fucked up, dude. dude yeah, I don't is... hear anything incorrect here. I think you played it correctly. <laughs> the, best, the best is when you don't finish first, but then you have to go to the bathroom, so you make your buddy take your pants down because <laughs> oh, yeah. you can't get them with your with your forty hands. Oh boy! All right, so Nick has Edward forty hands. 
man, I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, Twisted Tuesdays, where you try to drink three four locos without blacking out. <laughs> That's not a fucking game. <laughs> you think this is a game? That's why you can't pick some shit you and your crazy ass roommate used to do on a Tuesday by yourself that nobody else knows about. No, no, we no, we did it. We so we weren't even of age when we did it. I might oh, maybe getting myself like in trouble. Oh, I was but, about to be like, yo, that's some navy ass and listen. That's exactly <laughs> that's what it was, bro. We were in A school. We would walk to the gas station, we would buy six four locos, right? <laughs> me and my boy would buy it for me and then other people would meet us later. We would smash one on the way back to base, popped the second one once we got through base, drank that as quickly as possible, then started drinking the third one. I, I'll tell you what, bro. Oh, my God. You start you start seeing in pictures. You no longer see continuous stream of <laughs> conscience. It's like you take a photo and people are standing in certain places in the room and then uh, no, you don't know how much time is between each photo. But you're still kind of in the room, but the sight picture is completely different. Oh, bro. <laughs> bro, I used to have guys in my shop when I first got to the ship, and they would have fucking bottle Thursdays, and they would all meet at this one guy's house, get around a bonfire, and each drink a bottle of Jack Daniels. God damn. <laughs> And then just be at work the next day like nothing happened. Dude, that's what me and my boy would do. Savages, dude. Oh. Nobody drinks like a young enlisted man. Nobody. Oh, bro. We, dude, we would wake up PT. We would wake up PT at like 4.30 in the morning. Go run home, shower, hit the galley, and then be and then I was the class leader, so I had to march. I had to march everyone. So I'd be standing. I'd be standing there like this, like trying to get people in line. Like, oh, dude, struggle busted. But sometimes we would wake up with no hangover, and that's when you. That's when you started really questioning life. When you're not hungover after two and a half, four locos, because we never finished the third. No, nobody no. ever won that game. By no. the way, all right, uh, Eric, this, you remember that, right? None of that. Oh, you don't remember drinking at A school? <laughs> no. Thank you for your service. Moving on. <laughs> Second game is battle shots. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> All right, I got one rule for you. You can't choose. You have to choose one game that you didn't play when you're an enlisted man in the Navy. I've played battle shots not in the Navy. Right, but you learned it <laughs> as an enlisted man in the Navy. Battle yeah, those were my that was my prime drinking, bro. That's when I was twenty one. Oh my god. Explain to the audience how battle shots works, Jermaine. Battle shots. You order two extra large pizzas. You get to eat the pizza at your leisure. You take permanent markers and you draw a ten by ten grid and you play seven shots anywhere. In the middle of that ten by it might be bigger than by ten the, by, by ten. By the way, for the people listening at home. The pizza boxes are up against each other like a game of Battleship, so you're, the person you're playing against cannot see your grid layout. So you can't see the grid layout. And honestly, it's an extra large pizza box. You probably get 15 by 15. Either way, it's X amount of squares, right? And top row is letters, 
bottom rows are, um, sorry, columns are letters, rows are numbers. Proceed to play a game of battle shots where you say A7. If someone has a shot located in the A7 quadrant, they have to take that shot. It is absolutely one of the most fun games. I don't know why Dick's over here bagging me. It's amazing. It's battleships, but with alcohol, and you get uh, shitty. Oh, I'm not bad. I'm not bagging you at all. Uh, all right, number two. I'm gonna go a game called baseball. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if people. So I'll describe the game, and you guys may know it by different names. So baseball. You play on a beer pong, a ping pong size table. You have two beer cans on the outside and you have two beer cans on the inside. The beer cans on your outside are your drinking beers. You take a ping pong ball. You throw the ping pong ball at the, at the beer cans on the inside. If you hit the, the, the beer cans, the ball obviously goes off, ricochets in whatever direction. By the way, two, two v two, teams of two, teams of two. The person that hit the beer can then cracks their beer and chugs like the world, like like prohibition starts tomorrow. And until that team gets the ball back to the table, you keep chugging. However, your partner, without using his hands, can actively block the other team from getting the ball. So it results in a lot of like hip checks <laughs> and a lot of like flying hip checks and stuff like that. But as soon as the ball is back, you got to stop drinking. Now, the thing that makes this a fun drinking game is the team that wins stays on. And you essentially play baseball and you can until you cannot play baseball anymore. So that's what Justin Verlander is doing. Yes. <laughs> and by uh, the most games I have played in a row has been five. Yeah, I don't know how. Because you are absolutely these games go fast. That's it's like too many games. It's like chugging. It's like chugging five beers in like fifteen I've, minutes. I played three in a row and absolutely lost the third game. By yeah. five, uh, you know how Jermaine talks about four loco and you view it in pictures. By five, you're essentially playing like the mini game where like you have the reticle and you're like you're trying to hit the beer cans. You're essentially like, throw it now. <laughs> All right, Eric. throwing it and tipping over. <laughs> just instantly fall over. All right, Eric, what's your next pick? Uh, probably just because uh, I played it so many times with the homies. Fun game, outdoor. All you need is a table, four glasses, and some dye. Good old Snappa, bro. Snappa's going to be For those of you pick. who don't know, my friends call it Snappa. It's beer dye. It's also... Man, what did the officers call it? So it started off as an Air Force officer game. Like, I believe it started off as a Canadian Air, Air Force a aviator game. Actually, that's right. Yeah, and so that I don't you're remember what it was called. Though. You're actually supposed to play in chairs, um, in a, in an officer's mess. In an officer's mess. Yeah, you're supposed to play in chairs. You throw the dice. Let's, for the sake of posterity, say 10 feet in the air. Um, and it has to come down and land on the other side of the table, right? The, you're obviously your, your opponent's half. And they have to catch it with their hands without it hitting the ground. Uh, if it lands in the glass, 
if you throw it up and it lands in a glass, it's game time. It's game city Jones. Eric, how do you play it? Uh, same rules except you're standing. Um, pretty much, hey, you throw it to t- ten feet in the air, whatever, whatever number you pick. You well, basically you just judge it. You call it by you name, know, and that that's like play, the, if, if you're playing it outside, it's normally the top. You can't throw it below the roof. You can't throw I, you it know below what, dude, the gutter line. I've heard different shit. All I know is that ninety eight percent of snapper fights always are because somebody's <laughs> calling too low, and that person doesn't think it's too low, and, and then you're never wrestling the first in the grass. So yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. never the first it's game. Never the first yeah. game. <laughs> but yeah, you're standing uh, up. You dive. You catch it. You you can only you can't pin it and shit. You have to catch it with one hand. Like a couple, you know, simple rules. But it's a fun game, man. See people out there diving for dying shit. It's it's a fun game. Okay, I agree. It is a fun game. What's your next pick? Uh, probably three man. And I, I I always recommend this game, but nobody ever played it. But it's a simple dice game. You roll. Whoever gets the first three on their die, he's three man. You roll a three, call it three man, three man drinks. The roller rolls an eleven, the guy to his right drinks. Roller rolls a seven, the guy to his left drinks. Simple game. It's just fast paced. You just keep rolling die. I don't think yeah. I've ever played that. Fucked I don't up. know. That's a made up game, if you ask me. No. Uh, I'll go. <laughs> Eric, with... all games are made up, dude. Yeah. What the fuck? That's like saying, dude, that's a made up language. Yeah. <laughs> no shit. They all were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will pick for my third pick, I will pick Ride the Bus. Never played that. Really? No. Rosa uh, Parks did it for me. Uh, you, have you really, or are you messing with me? I've never played it. Uh, have you played Rocket Ship? No. Now he's just All making right. words up. Or no. games up. So, so essentially, it's you pick, uh, you 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 flip a card over, you pick red or black. You pick you pick red or black. You flip a card over, right? You pick higher or lower. You flip the next card over, right? Every one of these that you miss, you drink, and you start over. So if I say, Jermaine, red or black, you get you guess red, you get red, you move on. Then you guess higher or lower, you get it, you move on. Then those two cards, you guess in between or outside. The next card is in between or outside? Those? In between or outside. And then the final card for you to get off on your bus stop is suit. Jesus and if you Christ. don't get the suit right, you start over. You start over. So ride the bus, ride the bus, fuck the dealer, rocket ship. It's called different names, but it's essentially just that. It's it's essentially just you 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 play on cards, and essentially the penalties get higher as you go up. So with you normally have you normally lay out enough cards that you have a pyramid or a rocket ship. And the top of the rocket ship is like three shots. So if you lose on that one, you essentially get like three. You have to do three shots back to back. Yeah, but if you lose, you just go back and do it all over again. So you could just, it's like baseball. It never ends. Right. I can yeah. never get off my stop. Yeah, I'm good on that. No wonder I never played that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> all right. The game I'm going to choose is um, named one of two ways Rage Cage or Thunderball. And uh, so there's there's a big table, right? And in the middle, there's, I don't know, 40 cups of beer. And then there's two cups on the outside, and everyone surrounds the table, and there's two balls. You have to bounce 
the ball <laughs> off the table into the cup. Yes, it sounds easy, but trust me until you watch people do it. You have to bounce the ball off the table into the cup. If you do it on your first try, you can pass that cup to anybody on the table. So ideally, you'd want to pass it to the person right next to the person who has the cup. Uh, if you If it takes more than one bounce, you pass it to your left and so on and so forth. If the person to your right gets the ball in their cup first, they smack the fuck out of your cup. And you have to grab a cup from the middle of the table. This proceeds to happen until you get to the final drink. And the final drink is usually a beer with a shot in it. So it is funny that you say it is also referred to as slap cup in some circles. So and then they also call it stat cup because I've I realized why they added this rule to it. But instead of slapping the cup, you stack them, you stack it. So it's less messy. And then it's even harder to bounce the ball. in. so but that game was. I remember when we first started playing, um, I guess people are just so caught up in the game they're not paying attention. I used to keep my hand on the cup and just slightly nudge the cup if I needed to get on the first bounce. And then it was your big ass that fucking called me out on it. You're like, you can't hold the cup like that. And I was like, dude, shut up. Like, we're trying to get these people fucked up. Yeah, that shit was legendary, dude. Cheating ass bitch, bro. I was like, you can't do that. (laughs) Fucking communist. All right. Anyways, I'm just kidding about the commie joke. It's too far. That's Nick's that's Nick's playbook. All right, Twisted Tuesdays, Battle Shots, Thunderball. I'm getting real real nice little setup here. Ooh, man. There's so many. Uh, oh, Beer Darts. It's a good one. Beer Darts is fucking legendary. Especially when you when you pimp it just right and that fucking beer is going <laughs> it's just spinning in circles on that bitch. Alright, so for those of you who don't know, uh beer darts, you have a can of beer, obviously, and you draw a circle around it so the can is the bullseye, then you draw a bigger circle around it so you could score points if you get near it, right? Um <clears throat> if you hit the can, if you hit the can, it's one point. If you puncture the can, it's three or two points and they have to drink it. If you pierce the can, right, everyone's seen a Coca-Cola can or a Pepsi can. If you pierce the can where the lip kind of moves in, there's that little one inch. Nah, one inch is too generous. It's like six centimeter lid lip that goes from about the body of the can to the lid where the actual tab is. If you pierce that is game. So essentially you're just taking a dart, you're floating it trying to pierce this beer can and if you pierce the can then they have to drink it. And you score points. I think it's first to 7 cuz it's actually way fucking harder than you think it is. Uh but that's that rounds out my picks and now it's on to Nick. Uh I I believe this is my last pick, no? No. Oh. No. <clears throat> I'm going to go with a Diego Garcia favorite. And a place that sometimes when you have a bunch of bars in one area, but they're laid out on a street, you can play this game with a bunch of friends. The game is called Pub Golf. Pub Golf. Pub Golf. Pub Golf. Pub Golf. Pub Golf. The way we used to play it in Diego Garcia. Oh, my God. Is every single bar 
we had nine holes and every single bar would have its specialty drink. The amount of drinks it took you to finish this drink was your score. And for each specialty drink, the game master, the, the, the golf pro, if you will, would assign a par to that drink. So if it's a shot, obviously it's a par one. You should be able to do a shot in one thing. If it was a mixed drink, it was a par two. If it was a beer, it was like a par three or something like that. And so on and so forth, right? I love this game because I have a unique ability to chug every single drink. And I would shoot aces on every single hole. But... Because you want to involve as much people as possible, you do scrambles, which is where you have two or four-man teams, and your team score gets added up. So it encourages camaraderie, it encourages shit talk, it encourages you to encourage your teammates to finish the beer, their drink as fast as possible. As you can imagine, those veteran listeners of the podcast know that Jermaine and I met on Diego Garcia, and we were on the same team, and we won every single pub golf that there was on Diego Garcia. Including a man down, because you know why? Ain't no quitting your boy! We had a we had a man, actually a woman, but we had a man down, saw the bus and decided to get on the bus instead of continuing to play pub golf. Took the last <laughs> chopper out of Hanoi. Took re- went return home, return to sender, ET phone home, it went into that musket home, and Nick and I decided, well, we ordered the drinks. Uh, Mama didn't raise no punk bitch. Uh, and then, you know, came back to a little later. Still in the lead. Yeah, I don't remember. Still, don't remember. still <laughs> in the lead, though. <laughs> I don't. I came back after my round was over, and I was well out of the clubhouse. Woo! Boy. All right, Eric. Uh... Man, probably the next pick, just because it led to so many late naked ladies, is truth or drink. It's a fun game. Okay. And then for my fifth and final pick, uh, this is not a real game. I'm not I'm not positive anybody else has ever played this besides me and my big brother. But he called it high low. And he pulled out a card. And you call high or low. And if you don't hit it, you drink. And that was the first time I blacked out when I was like 14 years old. That's that's a that's, pretty common game. Yeah. That is the that is the most basic of games, and therefore the best. A deck of cards, you and a buddy, and just just pounding beers, dude. That's my next game. My next game is the simplest of games. It's pass the bottle, <laughs> and you pass the bottle around until people drop out of pass the bottle, and the last two people left get to finish the bottle. <laughs> And you, you forge a special bond with your friend that you'll never remember because you two just shared a bottle of liquor. Yeah, me and Jermaine had something like that one time at a party in the desert. It was more chugged the bottle than anything. I have no clue what you're talking about. Oh, I, was, I, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. Jermaine, <laughs> Jermaine, Jermaine left three hours before that. I almost drowned in a fucking foot, foot of water that night. <clears throat> My goodness. There's a lot of very good choices still available on the board. Uh, 
Cornhole. Never have I ever. Ooh, that's a good one. King's Cup. King's Cup, good. But, you know, Flip Cup is still there. Flip Cup? I'm going to go with, uh, <clears throat> have you ever played Drunk Jenga? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with Drunk Jenga. Obviously, you buy a Jenga set. You need a permanent marker. And you write rules on each Jenga piece. And when you pull the Jenga piece, you have to do whatever that piece says or there's some sort of punishment. Punishment's obviously determined beforehand. It usually involves drinking copious amounts of alcohol. And then you proceed to play not only a challenging game sober, (laughs) but a challenging game uh, Liddy McTitty. And yeah, Drunk Jenga is where it's at, bro. Oh, this, this might sound weird. About one. Damn but have you guys ever played Drunk Twister? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <No>. Yeah. <laughs> I have. Regular Twister. Uh, let me hit an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, an honorable mention shout out Bahrain and Zach Engel. Uh, Pizza Box. If you guys have ever played Pizza Box, no. No. So pizza box, you just like Jermaine said, you get an extra large pizza. You eat that pizza at your at your uh, at your own pace. Then that goes down as the game board, and you get a quarter or some sort of coin. And when you can flip that coin three times, and wherever it lands, you can draw a not obnoxiously big, but you can draw some sort of shape around where your coin landed. And in that, you write a rule. And if somebody else lands with half or more of the quarter or the coin in your rule, they have to do that. So obviously the start of the game is just people flipping and making rules and having fun but it, and drinking, right? You get three times, and if you miss it three times, you have to finish your drink. So if you miss the board three times, you have to finish your drink. But it gets to the point where people are drinking, people are having fun, people are flipping the coins. And then it gets to the point where the whole pizza box is filled up with rules. And we had rules in Bahrain, like we had a pool out back. So one of the rules is you have to dunk your ass in the pool, but just your ass, like nothing else can get wet. So you'd have to like have the support of somebody else. Not me. I'm not doing it. No, I'd let go. <laughs> we did. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. you don't, don't yeah. allow me yeah. to do it. Yeah. You're not, you're not trusting other people, but then it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a great way to like, Right before the party starts, you kind of you find a you find a table, you play it. Like as people start to come in, they start to play it, they start to drink, and then as the as the game picks up, the party also picks up because people are just getting into shenaniganizing. Fair enough. Sounds fun. Sounds fun. Absolutely. We should. Uh, anytime that we three are out drinking together, <clears throat> we should institute uh, international drinking rules. Have you guys ever played international drinking rules? All right. So this is my honorable mention. All it is is you drink and socialize as normal. So nobody, all those people who don't want to play games or they're not good at flip cup or rage cage or any of that stuff can participate. You just establish a few baseline rules, right? Like Nick, you won't be allowed to talk about your new dog, right? No swearing would be one of them. Fuck. (laughs) 
You could be. You could institute uh, no pointing. You could oh, in- I'm so fucked in this game already. <laughs> you could institute uh, no spitting while talking. <laughs> you could institute no saying the word drink. Hey, ma- hey, man, you need another drink? Just fucking targeted. <laughs> so you can't say targeted. that. You can't say people's first name. Oh, dude, I'm winning this game. <laughs> Forget it already. <laughs> What's up, my man? What's up, big dog? <laughs> you could play. You can't put your drink on the table. Wow, easy. Bonk. Another one. You could play. You only. You can only hold drinks in your left hand. But international drinking rules, you and your buddies establish the rules before you go out, and that's the rules you play by. I would Can love I get, to add a rule. Can I get a You QB can't order your band? own drink. That's funny. Can I get you a can't. QB armband? <laughs> yeah, QB armband, bro. No cussing. <laughs> Russell Wilson doesn't wear one. You don't need it, bro. Right. <laughs> uh, you said... Uh, you said what, you can't order your own drink. Yeah, you can't order your own drink. Your buddies have to order your drinks for you, and you have to drink what they order you all night. That's nah. See, I'm I, not playing that rule. I like no, but you I, have to be reasonable. No, because I yeah, drink Eric, one thing and one thing yeah, only. Eric, I don't like vodka. Reasonable. I don't like whiskey. Like no chance. Yeah, but oh, Enrique is cool not reasonable. What do you mean, bro? You are not reasonable when you get drunk. Rubbish. Don't don't me. <laughs> he did. His response was rubbish because he knew how accurate that yeah. sentence was. Dude, I I think that's a really good idea because that also like lets you meet new people. If it's just like us three out at the bar, right, and we're shenaniganizing like we normally do, right, allows you to meet new people because they're like, "What's going on?" You're like international drinking rules. They're yeah. Like, what? Well, they're like, "Well, what's that?" One thing like, I quickly like Eric about- Eric can't say every girl he meets at the bar is Irish. That's a pretty good international drinking. Oh, role. he's big fucked. <laughs> he's yeah. big fucked. No, that hey. last group of girls was Irish, Jermaine. That last no, group was finally, Irish finally, girl. finally, we yeah. found a group oh, of okay. Irish girls. They actually were. There was four Irish girls. This is the first time it's happened. Eric's type is definitely Irish. I don't know what it is, but my guy loses his shit when it's Irish. What's the one country he doesn't come from in Europe? So he's got to. <laughs> there it is, bro. He's got to procreate. <laughs> he's got to procreate there, he's bro. Procreate, dude. First of all, one thing I realized, I, it would be fun to play that game because it would be easy to mingle. One thing I realized with this group of friends, we, nobody here needs any extra encouragement to talk to people because that's going to happen no matter what. When we were yeah. in Raleigh, bro, that shit, we were everywhere. Right. We were talking. I don't even. I was talking to like an old Asian dude at one point. Like, just what's up, my guy? Like, it was just wild, bro. <laughs> Eric. Eric said he got Eric. Eric had a man say he got monkey pox and three blocks, three blocks later tried to find another man. <laughs> that's that's the real story from Raleigh that Eric's not telling you guys. He's man, trying to be like, he's three blocks to, I was to, talking hit me. to everybody. All right, Eric, read back the list and then we'll carry on into the World Cup. Yeah, so uh, I had first pick beer pong, snappa, beer die, uh, three man truth or drink, high low. Uh, Nick had ever forty hands, baseball, ride the bus, pub golf, and pass the bottle. Jermaine had twisted two days, twisted Tuesdays, battle shots, thunderball, beer darts, and drunk Jenga. Yes, sir. My list one again. You guys suck at these. Yeah. 
<laughs> Listen, I will not take slander this week. Last week, I, I blew it. Yeah, you butchered last week. No, <laughs> last week, you fell apart. Two choices. I just in. did. All right. Hey, sometimes got, you I, give up six runs in the first inning. I activated the time stone. We're running long already. Let's get into the World Cup, Eric. Yeah, so um, I went back. I listened to the episodes that I had to unfortunately miss. And I did write down all of our world, all of your guys' World Cup picks. And what we're going to do now is we're going to run through them. <laughs> yo, yo, um, check check your blinds, Jermaine. Is that a comment I see coming in? Yes. Oh, oh, okay. sign, sign of the apocalypse, 1,612,803. Eric went back and listened like he said he would. Okay. See how many of these you got wrong. Can we proceed now? Okay. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to start with Group A and run through it. For Group A, Nicholas had Netherlands wins the group, Senegal and Netherlands advance. Spot on. Jermaine had Senegal wins the group, but he and he had Senegal and Netherlands advancing. I qualified that one. If I said if only if Mane plays, but I got it wrong. Listen, I was I wrote down what you guys said your listen. picks were. I didn't write down the contingencies or anything like that. We talked about it in the podcast, so I guess you didn't listen. Group B. Nick, I'm gonna start with you since you're an honorable man. USA wins the group. Close, no cigar. USA and England advance. And this is where my problem started with this podcast right here. Jermaine. Wales wins the group. Wales and England advance. You did say you'd be rooting for the USA, but you said if you were a betting man, you would you think the USA was getting eliminated. I stand by Greg Berhalter's a piece of shit. I stand by it. I stand by Jermaine standing by that. I stand the, by the it. The US won because of abundance of European playing talent who made their own plays. And if they yeah. would have listened to Berhalter's instructions, they would have lost. I mean, why is why is Ferreira not starting? Why did we take three forwards? <laughs> Can anyone tell me what the point to do in soccer is? Especially considering one of them gets injured all the time. Why is Pulisic dribbling? Pulisic is not a dribbler. Mm. I was not confident with what Burhalter did. Also, Burhalter said, "I hope that he gave the country. I hope that we gave the country hope for our overall performance." What the fuck are you talking about, dude? We won one match. Yeah. Yeah, at least we didn't lose to Iran. And the match to the Netherlands was <laughs> the match the match to the Netherlands was over quickly. And yeah. that was because of our midfield that everyone hyped up the whole time. They were supposed to be responsible for the top of the box on those cutbacks. They weren't there. All right. I, st I stand by. Fuck you, hey. Berhalter. All right, all right. Group C, you both had Argentina and Poland advancing. Uh, you both had Argentina winning. Uh, group D, uh, you both had France winning. By, the, had by the fuck, by their short and curlies. Let's not move them. Let's not move past that. We won that bet by their fucking short and curlies. Oh, my God. <laughs> I did not think Poland was advancing for a while there. I wasn't sure Argentina was advancing. We cannot just gloss over that, bro. <laughs> Dude, at one point it was. I was sitting there and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> at one point it was, what, Eric? At one point, like, Saudi Arabia was up. <laughs> That's what we're talking about, right? dude. Like, God. Well, and which group was, I mean, we could talk about it later, but which group was crazier in the group stage? Was it that one or was it the Portugal one with all that nonsense that was going on? Germany group. Ah, sorry. Yeah, the Germany group. That's what I meant. Because at one point, group. everybody in that division. Was fucking it was or in that group was advancing. Germany group on match day three was 
the most absurd World Cup group stage I can remember uh, that I that I have ever seen. It's it was that absurd. Usually, like there's a group where one team is like already qualified, and then the other three teams get into shenanigans. It's never all four. All four. And at one point, all four teams were going forward in that group. Like all at one point during match day three, all four teams were advancing to the world. Almost Cup. by almost by the tens of minutes. <laughs> like the- af- after halftime, it was like, okay, ten minutes have passed. Who's up top now? So Unreal. Uh moving into group D. You guys both get it right. France group win. Uh, France and Denmark advance. Uh, group E, you both had Germany winning the group. Whoa, 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 whoa. Denmark didn't advance. Oh, Australia. Sorry. You guys both got it wrong because Australia advanced. Yeah, sorry. So you guys got France winning the group, but you both got it wrong because you had France and Denmark, but uh, Australia advanced. My bad. Er- Ericsson didn't have enough heart. <laughs> it was the Dane of his existence. That was rough, dude. <laughs> All right, Eric, go ahead. That was rough. All right, that wasn't uh, very Christian of you, Jermaine. Uh, and then for Group E, you guys both it, had Germany. It missed group. the mark. <laughs> Sorry, we're done, Eric. Yeah. We're done. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> you both uh, go back you to both, your den. You both had Germany, but I could not make clear out. Who you guys pick were the second team to come out of that group? You guys were bouncing prob- around. Different- it's probably because we did it, pick it, but we, yeah, ended up- we did it. It happened a couple up- times. It happened a couple times. We so ended up with we ended up with Spain. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. Uh, I'm not gonna give you credit for it because it was on the podcast. But cool. And then group we F- we picked it on a bracket. We went through and picked it at the end of it. Did you listen right. to this whole episode? No, no I just cut it off no when way. you guys got to the final. <laughs> yeah. When you guys got to the final, I just cut it off. I was like, cool. All right. Anyway, Group F. Uh, you both had Croatia winning the group, which is wrong. And then you both had uh, you uh, Jermaine had Croatia and Morocco. Nick, you did not pick a second team coming out. Um, group Good G for me. means it wasn't you wrong. Had, you both had Brazil winning the group. Uh, JC, you had uh, Brazil and uh, Switzerland advancing. Uh, Nick, you did as well, but you said Brazil does not drop a game or concede a goal, which they did. Yo, and it's because they subbed out their whole team in the last game, dude. And then, oh, that's I'm so, so funny. Fuck, I'm so fucked, dude. They didn't allow a shot through two games. Hey. Uh, and then Group H, Portugal. Uh, you guys had both had Portugal winning the group. Uh, Nick, you had Portugal and Korea, so you got that right. And Jermaine, you had Portugal and Uruguay, so you missed that one. But overall. You guys were good. Then you guys moved into your round of 16, which is what we just finished up. So I'm going to give you guys what you guys took. Well, we went, ba- we went based off Nick's bracket here, though. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I was I was going to preface that. Uh, so based off Nick's bracket, it would have been England's Netherlands. It was actually Netherlands, USA. Argentina, Australia. Uh, Argentina, Australia. Uh, Germany we versus didn't, Belgium. We didn't pick we didn't, Australia, though. We didn't pick Australia. It would have been Argentina. Let's Denmark. let's not let's not do this. Yeah. Let's just talk yeah. about the actual. Yeah. Let's just talk about the actual. So we got we, we 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 got the groups pretty decently. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was there was a few misses, but we were we were pretty much uh, look. Besides from Japan, Japan was the one that that really got us, and I didn't want to pick USA because I was I was I was getting I was just. 
thought we were going to lose because we had three forwards. And we couldn't score a goal. I was still correct about that, bro. Incredible. <laughs> Unreal. All right. Um, so that wraps up the group. That's actually not too bad. It's good soccer knowledge right there. Uh, Eric Eric would have uh, been on the podcast beating his chest for Canada to advance. All right. I, I, I got a question for you guys. Right. We saw what happened in the group stage. We saw what te- what, how we kind of came down to that final match day, and it was like, will they? Will, won't they? Did you guys? Do you guys like a November World Cup? No. Okay. Why not? It's out of place. The World Cup is not supposed to be competing with NBA, with NHL, with NFL. The World Cup has its own stage. That's why it's picked for the summer months. The World Cup is supposed to be treated just like the Olympics. If you want a Winter World Cup, create a Winter World Cup similar to the Winter Olympics. Do not fucking change hundreds of years. Well, it's, but not even 100 years yet. We're pretty close because the first one was 19, what, 1930? Was it 1930 or 1932? Maybe 30. Uh, anyways, we're almost at 100 years, and we decided to have our first Winter World Cup because Qatar is a super rich country, and they're in a pissing match with Saudi Arabia to see who has the most influence in the world. It's unreal. It's unreal. that like I was driven by an Ethiopian Uber driver in Seattle, and we got into a whole philosophical discussion. He talked about 48 teams in the World Cup. Not a good idea. We talked about how Qatar is always the mediary between two warring tribes or country because they have some sort of – they're going to get something out of the deal, and they're just kind of schmarmy people in that, kind of, in that world. And – it's just real awful to see something so great. You know, it's it's called the World Cup. It's the world's game. Right? You change the entire premise of the world's game for money. Right? The world is supposed to enjoy this. It's for the world. And... People can't get a drink there, right? Everyone's talking about the migrant migrant workers. Like, it's unbelievable. Like, they spent $220 billion. To be the quickest host eliminated. To be the quickest host eliminated, the, the host that never won a game. They didn't even win their first game. I, I mean, it was, what, $44 billion all of the World Cups combined? And they spent $220 billion. There was an entire scandal that desecrated the image even further of FIFA. Very high-ranking, influential people thrown in jail because of this. The last three directors, right? Yeah. (laughs) Is Sepp Blatter in jail? No, I think he's the one who took over after. I don't think he was. Or, or, oh, no. Is Infantino the current president? I think, it, yeah. Infantino's the current. Sepp Blatter happened. Then he got he, fired. Then I think two more dudes got fired. Now it's Infantino. I think Sepp Blatter was the one who was the one who committed it. I still haven't watched the Netflix documentary. But right. since there's no World Cup the next you know few days, uh, to Wednesday and Thursday, I might actually watch it in that time. So 
they got they got twenty month prison sentences, but they were so Sepp Blatter and Michael Platini, fucking idiot. Uh, they got twenty months prison sentences, but they were suspended, so they did not go to jail. Yeah, I. You know what? I I'm going to take an opposite approach from you, Jermaine. We, you and I, are marching down the same path, but I'm going to take a separate approach. I'm kind of pissed we didn't get the good quality, right? I'm. It's it's cool that Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. Whatever, it shouldn't be like that. Saudi Arabia abandoned their national league stopped their National League from playing, and made their national team play six friendlies over six weeks. They had a World Cup buildup. We are not getting these national teams at their best. I don't care that Morocco's going to the quarterfinals. They shouldn't be in the quarterfinals. And if this were a, a real World Cup, do you know how astronomical it would be that Morocco would be in the quarterfinals? That Morocco beat a fully training camp Spain. Like these European players are coming straight from their straight from their club teams right to their national teams and playing. They have no time to build chemistry. They have no time to learn the national team tactics. They have no time to bond with their national teammates, who most of them are rivals during the season. And every four years, they get six weeks before the World Cup where they bond as countrymen. And then they play as countrymen. Think about think about how many people were healthy in the summer months that would be at this World Cup. All of them. All the major injuries you thought about, right? Werner, yeah. Mane, uh, who else? Conte, Pogba. Con- yeah, Conte, Benzema. Pogba. Benzema. Benzema. All those guys are healthy then. Because it's their off-season. It's their off-season training programs, mm-hmm. right? We're yeah. not getting these best teams. You think that Saudi Arabia loses to a fully training camp Argentina? No. No. And if they do, it is historic. Mm-hmm. People are talking about this historic win by Saudi Arabia. No, they beat an unconditioned and untrained Argentinian national team. That's not historic. You yeah, canceled your domestic league. And they beat him on a miraculous shot. Hard work doesn't beat talent. Or hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. Let me, let, me, let me give you some stats from this game, right? We like to talk about expected goals from this game as the Excel leads up, loads up. And it doesn't load fast because I'm trying to. In that game, in the Argentina-Saudi Arabia game, Argentina had an expected goals of 2.26. Would you guys like to guess what the expected goals are? uh, Sorry, Argentina had 2.26. Do you guys know what the expected goals of Saudi Arabia was? 0.43. 0.15. Damn. They won the game. With 0.15 expected goals. Essentially, they had one chance in that game, and they scored on it. I I, I like listen, I get it. We 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 in America are conditioned to this idea that anybody, any given Sunday, anybody can beat anybody. It's the fucking world stage. I don't want to see Argentina beating or Argentina. 
losing to Saudi Arabia. I don't want to see France and Brazil resting their players on the third match day of the World Cup. This isn't game 80 of the NBA, right? These guys should be playing so that they can smash the competition and get nine points and be match ready to go to the World Cup. I shouldn't. Do you, do you know why I saw this stat that said Brazil is the first team in history to use all 26 members of their World, World Cup squad that they brought? Mm-hmm. Do you know why they're the first team in history? Because nobody cares about that in the World Cup. They care about winning. They care about demolishing the countries they play. And they care about getting ready for the fucking quarterfinals and the knockout stages. Yeah, there's a lot of fitness concerns. I mean, the, the biggest knock on U.S., their, their 11 best players could not go 90 minutes. They could not go 90 minutes. When they got to the 60-minute mark, every single U.S. player was gassed. There was a final third of that game. Can you imagine a summer U.S. team with conditioning? Pressing for pressing like they did for ninety minutes. For ninety minutes would have been insane. That work that that work rate was absolutely insane. Yeah, dude, that that's been my that was my biggest complaint leading into this is like they don't have a training. There are some players who played on Monday before the World Cup started on Sunday. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's like you had to play for your club. Bro, like the the team that's paying you millions of dollars, you had to play for them, and then six weeks later, be in a whole other country, ready to play for your club team with the people you haven't played with. Yeah, well, look at look at the case. Look at the case of Belgium and Lukaku. Inter Milan was regulating Lukaku's minutes for the Belgian national team because they want him for a Serie A title push. That should not happen in the World Cup. Club teams should not dictate players' minutes in the World Cup. But in November, I give them full, full ability to. Hey, Belgium, you're not paying his salary. 100%. Inter Milan is paying his salary. Guess what? Guess what? If you would have had it in June and July, good. I want him to be playing soccer. In get, get, guess who's guess who's the most pissed right now. So this this will be the last thing we say about this, right? Arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal has been shit on for the last eight plus years of just not being what Arsenal's supposed to be, right? Arsenal is having a lights out year this year, and their top form striker Gabriel De Jesus is now out for three to four months. You imagine how pissed Arsenal has to be right now? And all this does is is it just sets up City to win it because guess who's not playing right now? Phil Foden. Holland. Holland didn't even make it. Bum. Has Norway ever made a World Cup, Eric? Can you look that up? Is it Norway or Finland? Uh, he plays for Norway. He's Norway? Norwegian. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still having a blast watching the World Cup, though, because it's, it's, the, wor- it's, it's the World Cup. It's, it's amazing World to Cup. watch. And Eric will go into these matchups. But 
you guys laughed at me when I said Germany is a tournament team. But you can clearly see, oh, Norway's made the World Cup three times, 1938, 1994, and 1998. So you can clearly see, when we got to the round of 16, every single premier team turned it on. Because when the lights are bright, European stars don't need, like, like star players don't need conditioning. Absolutely. They will go out there and they will play soccer. All right. So first of all, before Eric takes us into this, congratulations to the African teams. I mean, we always joke only one can qualify. This is the most success they've had. If you listen to the podcast, I said this does not apply to non-sub-Saharan teams. Only one sub-Saharan African team is allowed to qualify. You above did that, not say that. Above, yeah, yes, I said above that. Tunisia Which podcast? Go find the snippet. We're posting it. Oh. Go find it. Go find it. It's on the rabbit hole. This motherfucker. All right. With that being said, we are now into the final eight. Right, Eric? Yeah, we're in the uh, quarterfinals here. So let's go through the knockout round and then what we have for the quarterfinals. Okay. Um, so the first game is going to be Friday. It's going to be Croatia versus Brazil. Um, and your guys' quarterfinal, you had Croatia. Wait, your guys' quarterfinal or the pitch? No, 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 no. Go through the actual knockout stage. We're going yeah. di- to discuss who beat who and how we got to the quarterfinal. And then we're going to pick the quarterfinal. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. No, we're uh, we're not doing our picks because our picks aren't correct. We're just gonna go with what's correct. All right. Let me pull up the uh, World Cup. I don't know. You want to go all the way back to the group stage? No, no, no. Who won the knockout match, and who qualified for the quarterfinal match? We're just talking about the round of sixteen, the round right. that we just watched. Well, you was nearly, you was willy nilly throwing around fucking. That's not uh, what I said. I said, who did they bu- beat to get to the quarterfinal? The knock. I said the knockout round. Let me see here. Let's go back. They started on Saturday. Um, so for the first round of 16 game, we had the Netherlands and the United States. The Netherlands won 3-1. Uh, for the second game that day, we had Argentina against Australia. Argentina won 2-1. The following day, we had France beat Poland 3-1. England beat Senegal 3-0. Following day, we had Japan and Croatia tie with Croatia winning in penalties, uh, 3-1 in penalties. Stop me if you've heard that before. And then Brazil beat South Korea 4-1. Let me stop you real quick, Eric. The last seven penalty shootouts in in, in, in the World Cup, the team that shoots second... Has won. Three of those seven penalty shoots out, shootouts have been Croatia in the last two World Cups. Does that cl- does that include the shootout from today? That stat was that stat Correct. is not counting today. That's that stat is not counting Spain not, versus not, Morocco. Not counting Spain Morocco. But who shot second in Spain versus Morocco? Does anyone know? Spain. Morocco shot second or Spain shot second? I think Spain shot second. 
Can you get us that old executive producer? A new test result is available for you. Went to the doctor today. These apps to manage your like doctor visits, bro, so easy. Did he he tell you that you got that (coughs) dog in you? (laughs) No, but the nurse that was helping me kept saying monkeypox. I was just, I was just like, yo, how many cases of monkeypox have you dealt with? Yo, yo, you, you can't call it that anymore. Remember, you can't call it that anymore. Why not? Because that's uh, what didn't Eric say the last podcast that that's uh, that's offensive to some people? Morocco hit first. Uh, Morocco, first. Morocco shot first. So right, it's so. Uh, it's done. So that it's streak done. is over. I, I apologize for for steering you guys the wrong way. All right, sorry. Go ahead and uh, wrap up the. Uh, then Morocco beat Spain in penalties. That game ended zero zero. They won on penalties three zero because Spain forgot how to kick penalties. <laughs> and then Portugal beat Switzerland six one with Ronaldo on the bench and his replacement had a hat trick. So I know we talked about this a little bit offline, but Portugal has found themselves in a bit of a conundrum now. No, uh, there's it's a it's a lose lose situation. Even if you win the World Cup, ain't that some shit, bro? <laughs> Explain for the people at home how it how it's a lose lose, Jermaine. All right, so for ninety plus minutes, that stadium was losing their fucking mind for Cristiano Ronaldo. That is the loudest stadium I've heard at this entire World Cup. That means. Some 40,000 tickets were there to see one man and one man only. And Portugal decided to bench Ronaldo the in the 23rd hour. Okay. So they bench Ronaldo. And they go on to score five goals before he subbed on. And as Eric mentioned, the, the, ma- the young man, the 21-year-old young man, uh, what was his name? Giancarlo? No, that's not right. Carlos? Uh, oh, God dang it. Ramos was his last name. Okay. So he goes on to score G- a hat. Gigio, maybe? Gigio Ramos? Maybe. We'll look, we'll, Eric will look it up for us. It's Conclave. Oh, so close. <laughs> you know, me and the Portuguese language. <laughs> Obrigado, as they say. <laughs> you said it in Italian first name. <laughs> it's Giancarlo. So he, <laughs> I said Giancarlo too. So he he scores three goals, right? Nobody wants to talk about how awful Switzerland played. All all I'm hearing is, oh, Portugal without Ronaldo, the team is better without Ronaldo, X Y Z, blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay. So now you're in a situation. You can't go back to starting Ronaldo. When you just put up six goals with this kid scoring a hat trick. But you're going to have everyone clamoring for Ronaldo. Then, if you find yourself in a situation where you're down. And you sub in Ronaldo. And Ronaldo does what he does best. is one of the most clutch sports athletes of all time. And scores that deciding goal. To put you over, you're a knucklehead. You put Ronaldo in with 20 minutes. He doesn't score the goal. Your team loses. 
Why didn't Ronaldo play the 90 minutes? Portugal, the, the only way you could be like, who fucking cares is if Portugal goes on to win the World Cup. But even then, there's going to be questions about Ronaldo and Portugal. It's going to overshadow the fact that they won the World Cup. So it's almost a quadruple lose situation for Portugal that they've created for themselves. Also, it's a, it's a lose for Ronaldo because the one thing that he has to add to solidify this is a World Cup. Yeah. I My thing is, is it, how much has he done for your club and country that I just, that man can't be upset for getting subbed off in a game you lost? Suck it I, up. I just want to read to you guys as you're saying this. There's an article from the Talking Heads. Why Ronaldo should accept coming off the bench for Portugal to have a chance to win. Is it an American website? Yeah, it's the talking head. Throw it out. Throw it <laughs> okay, let me give one rant about this World Cup that I, I was... cannot fucking stand. Hold on, let, let, want... Can Eric finish this before you – can you hold oh. on to that rant? That All this rage that you have directed at them, not me, because I'm on your guys' side. But proceed. All right, go ahead, Nick. Landon Donovan, Clint Dempsey, and Alexi Lawless. I don't give a flying fuck what you have to say about soccer. It's the World Cup. Give me the world's best announcers and the world's best pundits. I don't care that Fox has it. I don't care that the U.S. is in it. Stop showing U.S.-based highlights about it. Give me stories about other players, Argentinian players down their luck. The, the the Saudi team coming together to beat Argentina. Quit this fucking U.S. centric narrative on something that comes around for four years. Get some fucking international exposure. It's the world's game. World's game. <laughs> how, how many times how, do we have to how say how it? How do you have? How do you have a company, a streaming company like CBS with Paramount Plus that features the Champions League that has some of the best commentary on planet Earth? And you don't use them to commentate on them. Like, listening to the American announcers commentate this game is like, America has this terrible thing of, you're going to see it on TV, so why do I have to talk about it? Have you ever heard a British announcer announce a goal? He'll give you his entire life story and why it matters and, and say it in just eloquent terms. If you are doubting me, Go look up when Ronaldo scored upon his return to Manchester United. And it is some of the most chilling, like goosebump raising commentary in the world that this man just off the top of his head, like spins this rhetoric when Ronaldo scores a goal. And yet we have to listen to two fucking American idiots go, here's a pass to him. And that's what we get on TV. That silence plus more. The ball played to this guy. And then the ball is played to this guy. He shoots. He scores. That's a goal. On to the next one. It is awful. It is a disgrace to soccer. This entire World Cup is a disgrace to soccer. All right, I'm done. I need there, a rant today. There, also, there, fuck baseball for this legacy fucking Hall of Fame bullshit. 
Fred the Griff over Barry Bonds? You've got to be fist-fucking me. Sorry. Fred McGriff over Roger Clemens. Fred McGriff over fucking Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling. Schilling. You've got to be fucking. Rafael Palmero, Sammy Sosa, Mark <laughs> McGuire. Grab the inside of my asshole and rip it apart. Like, what are we doing? Here, Here's the other one is it's Bonds and Clemens aren't on the list for at least three years. So they can't even be voted in in the next three years. Why do we still talk about the Hall of Fame? It's dead to me. All right, Eric. Go go back to what you were doing. Fuck. Well, I was sitting here listening to you guys. Getting a beer. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I just I was just going back to the World Cup. Nick said it's been an atrocity talking about the commentators and and it's just and you know you're talking about it being in November and not July and all that stuff and and you know all, all valid points. But just this World Cup, it's been entertaining. There's been some good moments, but overall, I- I'm hating what I'm seeing as far as like like these these woke narratives getting pushed into soccer. Like get this. Brazil wins 4-1 against South Korea. Right? These young gentlemen are are representing their country on the world stage. Happens every 4 years. They're representing a country that's got a giant legacy in the sport. They score four goals. They se- they celebrate. The Brazilians are flashy. They're dancing. It's not excessive. I've seen guys in 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 fucking EPL league celebrate way longer. But for the like for the next 4 hours after that game came out all over Twitter, all over the talking heads, people were just talking about how it's not sportsmanlike to celebrate like that. It's just like, <laughs> how about how about you just shut up and watch good soccer and then call it a day? Like these guys are doing one of the hardest things in the world, scoring a goal on a World Cup in front of millions. What did, what was that thing that you guys sent? Like the Super Bowl had like fifty two million viewers, and the fucking World Cup had like one point one billion or some shit like that. I'm glad all these migrant workers died so they didn't have to see the travesty that this World Cup has become. Like and then just all the storylines about people complaining about fucking not being there's not being beer and shit. Look, I get it. As a guy who likes to have a casual beverage when he goes out or like when I go to a sporting <laughs> event. <laughs> oh, that's a professional beverage, Eric. Look, you I know, like to have I like to have beverages casual. when I'm at sporting events and shit. And I get that that's a fun part of it. But let's not also forget like the human side of it and like these people don't live like we do. And let's be respectful of theirs and not cause issues. Like one of the best storylines from this whole World Cup outside of like football itself is the Japanese team and what they did with the locker room and how that was praised instead of all the negative shit that's been coming out. Like it's just been so many negative storylines coming out from this. People want to buy beer. People want to fuck girls on the street. Like, well, how about we have the, we do that when we do the World Cup in North America where you can do that shit over there. It's, it's, it's not, don't view the whole world through your eyes at all times. Like, the people there, they may not like it as much as you don't like it, but they're they're not in a situation where they can speak up or do anything about it without getting killed. So have some respect for the people that live there. That's just it just there were so many negative storylines. The 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 game it's the games themselves have been good and have overshadowed it, but just that underlying tone of all the negativity coming out from this World Cup has been really frustrating. Here's here's the thing. When was this when was this released? When was the, when was when did Qatar win the bid for the World Cup? Twenty ten years ago? Twenty ten. And we heard nothing. 2010. Yeah. We we knew about this. We knew yeah. about like here's the thing. Qatar uses this migrant workforce to build everything. Their islands, their six-star hotels. Nobody gives a fuck. And nobody gave a fuck in 2010. Nobody gave a fuck a couple of years ago. Nobody gave a fuck while they were building them. Nobody gave a fuck a couple of years ago when Qatar announced that they would move this to November. 
So shut the fuck up. You can't go to this event and be like, they're not selling beer. They're not doing the one love armband. Because you guys should have talked shit about this in 2010. And you didn't. You were fine with it. Because you didn't care. Then what you should be mad at is you should be mad at FIFA. And the last two World Cups being in Russia and fucking Russia when 2018, I don't know if you guys remember this, was in an active invasion of Ukraine. But I we looked was, the other way for that. I thought it was Crimea. Crimea is the is a region in Ukraine. I thought, I feel like Crimea would take that personally. <laughs> I thought they okay, were. Well, uh, well, 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 Crimea in 2018 was an active province of Ukraine. Yes. It is now a province of Russia because Russia took it over. During the World Cup. During the World Cup, right? And so, like, if, if you didn't bitch then, you don't get to bitch now when the stuff is happening. And I, I like, whatever. It's, it's, it's people with no knowledge of the world that now want to come up, that, that want to come out because they're, because, because they're, it's on the world stage. It's just a talking point that people have been told to be upset about. FIFA has sucked for a very, very long time. We have said it over and over again. It is See the last three directors who have been arrested. It's up there with the NCAA. Since we started doing this podcast, all we've done is talk shit about FIFA and UEFA and NCAA. Nothing has changed. They've gotten worse. And you guys are finally going to bitch about it because they told you to be mad about it. Now, I digress. Let's finish this. We have eight teams remaining. The first matchup is this Friday, Eric. Can you give us the first matchup and the odds, and we will pick them? Yeah. Uh, Croatia versus Brazil. Croatia's plus 800 dogs. Holy shit. Brazil <laughs> minus 275, and a draw is plus 400. I, I'd want nothing. Brazil's plus 275? Minus 275. Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> All right. Almost got my dick hard, bro. As they should be. Um, wow. I don't really like any of these bets. I think I, Croatia crashes and burns here. What is a, what, what is a Brazil to win three, nothing, Eric? <laughs> he always gets mad when we ask these. <laughs> right. He's on the webpage. <laughs> He's always like, about that is, the webpage fucking sucks. Brazil three, nothing plus eight fifty. I'll take Brazil plus. I'll, I'll take Brazil three nothing. Brazil to win three nothing. <sighs> plus eight hundred is so tempting. You just can't bet. It really it's for Brazil. Croatia. It really is, right? You Which know what I mean. You, you can't bet against this Brazil team right now. Oh, man, it's just like how many times have we said that? I felt like we said this about Croatia the last World Cup. And they always just came out and did what we weren't expecting them to do, bro. I- I'm with you. I want nothing to do with this game. Brazil to win by two or more is the bet I would take. Yeah. I, d- I don't want a 3-0 exact, but Brazil two or more is the bet I would take. I think Brazil wins this. I think Brazil gets the semifinal very handily. Although, every World Cup, the first European team Brazil meets in the groups, I mean, in the knockout stages, they lose to the last four World Cups. Say that again. Wait, so Brazil, their last four World Cups, uh-huh. when they the first European team they meet in the knockout stages, 
they have lost to. So maybe little so, little little five dollars on that eight hundred. Yeah, you put a little bet on that eight hundred. That that, hey, that's just a little betting nugget. I I give you the nugget as Nick likes to say. Does not mean I'm betting it. Is it last four or last three? It's definitely it's definitely the last couple. Trying to see if I can find that. And a hush falls over the crowd. <laughs> I'm just trying to see if I can find that stat. I, That's a, not an easy stat to find. All right. Well, you, you would just I, you would just go look at the brackets of the last three or four worlds. Is that including group group play? No, not so. That's why I'm very specific when I say first the, European team they meet in the knockout stages, right? They lose to okay. They lose to so that that's round of sixteen. That's quarters. That's semis or final. They have lost to the first European team they've ran into. All right, let's see this. 2018. Let's go to the bracket. 2018 bracket. Uh, Brazil beat Mexico, lost to Belgium. That's 2018. Uh, scroll up to the top, all the way up to the top. We're going to go back to 2014. 2014, in the knockout stage, Brazil beat Chile, beat Colombia, lost 7-1 to Germany, okay? Got the break speed off him by Germany. How did I just close out that window? I have no idea. <laughs> 2010. 2010. 2010, knockout stage. Brazil beat Chile, lost to the Netherlands, Okay. That's three. That's three. All right. We'll go. Um, so hopefully it's three or four. 2006, <laughs> uh, Germany. Still have a hat from there. 2006, Brazil beat Ghana, lost to France. Okay. There you go. That's Let's four. See, 2002. They couldn't have lost in 2002 because they, they won it. They won it. <laughs> so last four World Cups, the first year. All right, let me say this for the listeners. Last four World Cups, the first European team Brazil ran into knockout round or later, so that's after group stage play, they have been eliminated. So Croatia plus 800, I mean, you put a tenner on it, you get 80 bucks. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You broke right. your broke your brain. Fucking a, dude. Uh, All right, Eric. Uh, so, next, yeah, next one. The next match on Friday is going to be the Netherlands against Argentina. Netherlands are plus two fifty five. A draw is plus two twenty, and Argentina is plus one twenty five. Argentina all day. Plus money, Argentina. That's interesting. Give me the Netherlands. Give me Argentina to win this game to nil. I think Argent. I don't. I don't think the Netherlands scores. I think Argentina wins this game two nothing. I think Netherlands wins this game. That would be interesting. We have our a patented room three hundred three disagreement. All right, moving to the next game. Uh, Morocco playing Portugal. Morocco's odds have gotten better since earlier today. They're now <laughs> plus four seventy five. Instead of plus five hundred. Are you telling me that Croatia has less has higher odds than Morocco? Yeah. Uh, draw is plus two seventy five, and Portugal is minus one fifty. I want both teams to score in this. As in, I want not like I desire, but I'm going to bet both teams to score in this. 
I think Portugal wins them. Um, Portugal is minus what? 150. That's really not that bad. Play that in a parlay with, with give, give them, me, them in Brazil. Give me Morocco to win. Oh. Like that. That's value at plus four seventy five for a team that has nothing to lose. This this World Cup has just been doesn't make sense. It doesn't make right? sense. Yeah. When a team wins by big goal margins, I'm liking the fade option on the very next bet. England. Yep. France. And the next game the the last game on Saturday is England uh plus two oh five. Uh, versus France plus one forty five oh. with a draw being plus two thirty. This one's gonna hurt my heart. What do you got on this one, Nick? I think France. I, again, I'll take both teams to score. I think France wins this game two to one. Man. By the way, I, I gotta let the viewers know at home the entire World Cup for that match day. I have been playing my scores. In a parlay, because if you throw like so, so I want all these scores. I want them to be parlayed together. But because if you parlay them together, it's like one dollar pays you like fifteen thousand. And you got yeah. a dollar. Go check your couch cushions. Like, <laughs> <laughs> go suck some dick for beer money. Right, no doubt. Hire the Russian mob to install a TV. Tremaine, <laughs> what I- you got? Man, say it with your chest, man. Don't be scared. I have money on England to win it all. Well, I've been too. saying, I've been yeah, saying it for since years. Tw- I've been saying it since 2018. <laughs> I did not think England would be playing France. I did not. I did not think <laughs> that this was go. what I was going to. But go ahead and give me. England to advance to the semifinals 66 years after they won it all. A Knicks betting nugget for you guys. If France wins, bet them to lose in the final. Going back to 1970, which is just the Wikipedia research I did this morning. (laughs) Which I probably shouldn't have quantified is that I should just lecture this out. Going back uh, to 19, you going did back, the research. Going back to nineteen seventy, a defending champion has either not made it out of the group stages or lost in the final. I will say that again. Since nineteen seventy a defending champion, defending World Cup champion, has either not made it out of the group stages or they have lost in the final. They have not made it out of the group stages or they've lost in the final. So France has made it out of the group stage, so they're going to lose in the final. Eric, can you give me the odds of France to lose in the final right now? Oh, all right, Eric. <laughs> Discuss another matchup. I'll find it real quick. There is no other matchup. 
to talk about. There's not another matchup. Nick, would you like would you like to do me a favor? Nick, can you add thirty four plus twenty two? Thirty four plus twenty two is fifty six. Fifty six. Yeah. Oh my bad. (laughs) (laughs) I thought he used the calculator at first. The first number was off. Then he still gave me a second number. I was like, Eric ain't even close anymore. (laughs) Brazil and France for the finalists on Bavada is plus six hundred. France to lose in the final, or France to be the runner-up is plus 400. To reach the final, France is plus 175. Dude, all I got on on DraftKings is the outright winner. They don't have second-place odds, dude. Sounds like you guys need to switch your service to a good gambling website like Bovada. <laughs> Said no one ever on this podcast. All right, so there you have it. Nick has Argentina, Brazil, France, and Portugal advancing. Pretty much chalk across the board. I'm going to take... Parlay them all together. I'm going to take Netherlands, Brazil, England, and Morocco. Pure chaos choices. Maybe I picked them to be different from Nick. Who knows? Who knows? You can never confirm or deny my suspicions. Um, so that gives us a semifinal for Nick of Argentina versus Brazil and France versus Portugal. Talk about some heavy-hitting matchups. Either, Na- either, either way. Neymar, Messi, Mbappe, and Ronaldo. Either way. On Friday and Saturday, call out of work, get sick, find your way to a bar, and watch these games. Here's here's the thing, and here's what I was talking about pre-show with Eric. Listen to this, right? I will give you the storyline, and you guys get to choose what your favorite team is moving forward. Croatia, revenge of 2008. Runners in 2008, everybody counts them out. Plus 800 dogs. 2018. Against, 2018, sorry. 2018, everybody counts them out this World Cup. They're dogs, but they've been there. They're going to redeem the 2018. They're going to win the World Cup. Brazil, welcome back to the world stage. This young team, they're going to redeem. They're going to bring in the Ronaldinhos, the Pele's. Neymar is pro- is finally going to cement his name among the greats of all time, not just the greats right now. The Netherlands, who thought the Netherlands would be in this position? They're the greatest team to ever win a World Cup, right? Them or Portugal. Them or Portugal, Argentina, Messi finally gets his. Same with Portugal, Ronaldo finally gets him. Morocco. I'm, that's enough said. <laughs> what, I'm upset. Where, uh, well, who? Where is Morocco? Give Americans a map and tell them to point to Morocco. 95% of them won't know where it is. England, football's coming home. France, the first repeat champion since 1960. There are storylines in every single one of these games. I am so excited. I don't care who wins. I don't care if all my predictions are wrong. I just want some good soccer. And we're yeah. going to get it. Uh, yeah, if you haven't noticed from my picks, I'm I'm rooting for whatever the fuck happens. Here's what I will ask. This this will be – so Argentina or Brazil, Nick, who do you have winning that? Brazil. France or Portugal, who do you have winning that? France. Brazil or France, who do you have winning? Brazil. All right. I have Denmark and Brazil. I mean, sorry, I have Netherlands and Brazil. 
I have I have yeah, right. Oh my god, it's Denmark with a chair. Brazil beats Netherlands, makes it to the finals. I have England versus Morocco. England beats Morocco in, in the in the semifinals. I have England versus Brazil. I have the ghost of Queen Elizabeth fighting the ghost of Pele, who's in dire straits right now. And Queen Elizabeth finally gets the long-awaited trophy she ain't seen. The three Lions bring home the cup, and England wins it all. Now, what saying it for years, ladies and gentlemen? What I am, what I am actually rooting for is France to dust everyone by four goals to win back-to-back trophies. I'm looking for Mbappe to score 17 goals by the time this World Cup's over and just break Pele's record in in two World Cup appearances. Now, that's what I actually want to happen. But I'm betting where the money is. I'm betting with what I've been saying since 2018. I picked France in 2018, won me, a, won me some jerseys. I'm now picking England in 2022. And if England wins again, Nick will buy me a jersey again. Hey, wait, Eric. <laughs> Just Eric. kidding. Hmm. What happened with our jersey bet? It's null and void, right? Yeah. It's a push, yeah. I still owe you a jersey. So you still owe me a jersey. Okay, dope. Yeah. I thought we talked about this already. Dope. You talked you talk to me about it. Oh, okay. And then you were like, Who, who's backing you up? What's wrong? Why are you annoyed now? I'm not annoyed. I asked him to look up too many bets. <laughs> no. Hey, all right, Eric. Who do you got? Who do you got? Who do you France. got winning? End of discussion. France. You just said you were kicking a penalty kick for USA. So you're not out. even going to give us. You're not even going to. He's not going to give France, us France, anything. France, France. <laughs> the My deepest God. team, the biggest star power, the best goalkeeper, the best coach. The best country, the best repeat champions, Yo, revenge dude, game. Yeah, we we want to do... fuck out of Portugal next time we play them. Right, That's real, my revenge game pick. Real, Done, real, France. Real talk on this podcast. Do we want to go to the Euros 2024? Yeah. Yeah, of course. France. No, no Eric. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys got anything else for them? Let's wrap I'm it up. Good. And apparently that's Eric answered everything. Hey sir, how would you like your eggs? French. <laughs> French. <laughs> oh man! All right, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Room Three Zero Three. I've been your host Jermaine Cologne Mendez. This has been my co-host Nicholas Morahan, and as always, we have with us EPE. We'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room. Oh.